0: Hello and welcome to the ADHD Mums Podcast. Here we have a very exciting episode today. We have Chanel and Tamara from Motherhood, A Beautiful Nightmare. This is a cracker podcast. I've been listening to it for a couple of years now, so I'm very excited to have these ladies with us. They were paired together on air as radio announcers on Fresh 92.7 in the mid 2000s and with media careers spanning over a decade, Chanel and Tamara have worked together individually in commercial radio and together television, stage and brand events across a broad spectrum of corporate and community organisations in both presenting and producing roles. Chanel and Tamara created Motherhood A Beautiful Nightmare. It's a podcast for mothers who are flying by the seat of their pants and also Titbits, which takes the Mickey Bliss out of the top trending stories. Their podcast inspired their live comedy shows where they incidentally discovered they were stand up comics. A deep, loyal fan base soon followed. If you haven't seen their YouTube videos, I think they're awesome on their website. Since the podcast inception, Chanel and Tamara have emceed media events for major events such as Bonds, national Charity Share the Dignity, as well as toured their live show to sell out audiences. Apple Podcast Australia featured the podcast several times and the duo were swiftly spotted and signed by high-profile talent representatives, More Talent. In just over 18 months, Chanel and Tamara have grown their international fan base to now be considered... To be in one of the top 20 podcasts in the world. What a cracker intro. Welcome, ladies.
1: Oh wow, it's like we wrote it or something.
0: <laughs> you made <laughs> us sound really good, Jane.
1: Yeah, it was very good. I
0: just made it up. It was totally I'm totally here for it. Thank you. I'm a big fan. You're about to sound, figure out how creepy fan I am. The fact I could regurgitate that. Be
1: creepy. <laughs> yeah,
0: be creepy. <laughs> So in proper ADHD style, I will, I I like to call out all of the false starts. I did, thought I sent the link, didn't send the link, then found I hadn't sent the link. These ladies were waiting. Then I walked off and had a cup of tea or I made the (laughs) cup of tea, came back, completely time blind. Oh, shit, I'm late. And then didn't press record. So that's a standard start for the ADHD Mums podcast.
1: That's I didn't amazing. Think that, that was that bad, actually. I actually, thought you were pretty damn good. Do you know why it had gone? The link had gone to spam, so actually you had sent it. So I think we we're trying. We're up. kind of gaslighting you, saying it was your fault, <laughs> and that's not true.
0: I do like to talk about self-esteem a bit because I think I made the assumption I'm in the wrong because I'm always in the wrong. I was like, well,
2: clearly I haven't sent it. That seems something I would do. Jane, you, we didn't check junk, so our fault actually. And then you had a cup of tea, which we all love. Great. Anyway, we have gotten there. We do. We're here. Now, I have
0: invited these lovely ladies on the podcast because, one, I just love them, so any excuse, but, two, because I wanted to talk about the mental load that is motherhood. Yeah. Clearly on this podcast we have people who have a neurological reason that they are a little bit less organized. They've got less working memory, less executive function. They tend to be a bit time blind at the best of times, then you've gone and given them one, if not two, three more children who possibly have similar characteristics happening because it is genetics.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And some of us, not me, have got husbands who are neurotypical. So in my mind, I would imagine wow, you've got one person here that can really operate at a better level, but yet. It is the ADHD mum still shouldering the load, and the load on on that mother having, particularly those children who have special needs, is heavy because you're coordinating your own meds, their meds, or you know therapies. It's it yeah. layered and layered and layered the stress. So I wanted to talk to you, ladies, the motherhood experts, you know, or I love it or not, <laughs> armchair,
1: expert. armchair experts,
0: armchair experts, <laughs> armchair experts about why you think that is.
2: I was about to get it up before we
1: I was about to get it up before we came on the podcast. <laughs> Wasn't enough time to get fully erect. So she's referring to her phone. For, a good, for those listeners. This is a good start. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> too soon. Too soon. It is
2: I'm gonna find it because it is a very well I'm it's this the way this is written, this quote, is better than what I can say. So just give me one moment because it is well worth it. Now let me just scroll facebook for the next 10 minutes here we go there is an entire generation of women who are drowning because they were raised with traditional gender roles while being empowered to be independent these women still take on the majority of the house duties while simultaneously killing it in the workplace they're tired Now throw ADHD into the mix, whether it is you've got a husband with ADHD, a wife with ADHD, you have ADHD yourself, or your children have it, that is a whole nother pot you're cooking in, right? Yeah. Mm. Can't imagine. But it's true. And
0: I like to highlight it because sometimes when you have ADHD and you've got special needs kids as well. It's nice to have the acknowledgement that things can be a little bit more difficult for you because sometimes I hang out with my neurotypical friends. I do have a couple. And then you get sick of them because they're boring. We want more of you, more excitement. Well, the challenges sometimes are a little bit different. And, you know, you always want to be there for someone as a friend, but then you also think, I'm really having trouble getting, you know, feeling your pain on your perfect child that you've got there that's forgotten one thing once. You know, we've got a whole house of those. We've got five of them. So, it, you know, the challenges are a little bit different too. Yep. So back to why you think it is, you think it's the traditional gender roles just mm. still going through.
1: Well, I think it's, I mean, it's <clears> this, we've evolved, haven't we, over time, ever since we've become more independent as women. But I think we've kind of put ourselves in this corner that we don't know how to get out of because we want to work great. But I think we can't escape the fact that as the woman, uh, and when you first have a baby, you you have to breastfeed that baby or, you know, look after that baby in that initial period of time. You can't escape that. That's always going to be there. Or maybe not. Maybe in the future there'll be machines that you can (laughs) shove your kid into and it will sort it all out. You breastfeed them. I don't know. At the moment, (laughs) that's what we have to do. We can't escape that. So we're carrying that load especially when you have kids, you've got to grow the kid, the person in your body yeah. for nine months. That's tiring. You don't get a break after that. Then you have the baby, mm. traumatic, you know, really traumatic. And then you've got to raise it from that baby stage. We never get a break in that cycle to then, to, you know, we don't get that break. There's no like, no. oh, it takes six months off to just rejuvenate and, you know, get my mental capacity back and, you know, it's going to be great. So I think it stems from there and it just goes on as the kids get older and you forget that you went through that exactly. this residual tiredness you know all of that and the mental load
2: continues plus i think we're just better at doing a lot of things in some ways do you know what and i've speaking you can comment on this jane coming from an adhd perspective are you higher are you on like a higher frequency a lot of the time so you're operating on a more, you're more stimulated a lot more of the time. Yeah, I
0: think it can show up. Female and male ADHD is a little bit different, but I think for females, what I've noticed is you've got someone like myself who I would absolutely deny I have ADHD because I'm too efficient, right? But what I mean by that is I have very high anxiety. So, and my daughter similar yeah. to this. So she's got to have stuff ready. Yeah, she's got it ready. So the teacher would never realize but actually what's happened is she's been up a lot of the night packing, repacking, checking, stressing. It looks okay on the outside, but inside there's a big problem in there. So you've got people who are overly efficient, overly anxious. They're the people that go out on holidays with an itinerary. They're the people that pack two weeks before. They're the people that go through Coles Collect and people go, wow, you're really efficient. Inside, they are dying, right? And they are misdiagnosed with depression, anxiety all the time. Yeah. It's uh, awful and wrongly and told medicated. they to work out more as a way to, you know. Absolutely. And they're, they're women who women who are the grown-up products of being told to try harder at school as girls. Mm. So they are told, you need to try harder. You need to focus more. You need to talk less. You're not reaching your potential, right? So they are told that over and over again. They just got to try harder. So, but they're neurologically a bit disadvantaged, right? So their best is sometimes not good enough. Self-esteem's rock bottom. So there's those. But then there's the other kettle of fish who I interview who are hilarious because they're kind of the opposite to me, where they are more inattentive. So they are the people, like I said, you know, I walked off and got a cup of tea Yes, but it was a pretty short period. I'm pretty onto it. There is people that literally would go over there to the kettle, then go to the washing machine, and then go to the laundry. Half an hour later, you guys are still waiting. Oh, but they I are a little I bit more that. more <laughs> inattentive. Yeah, and no, I'm going to yeah. diagnose one of you by the end of this episode. I'm Good, sure. yeah, uh, out. Get your subjects, go for it. Yeah, I so it. I think it can show
2: up. Differently, Yeah. I think there's also a lot of perfectionism too. Well, we're all different. We're all wired different too. There can be characteristics and similarities, but at the end of the day, we are unique people. And this is one thing. So I was in the kitchen last night and I thought to myself, and the Seesaw app, if you guys have that where you are in Queensland. I don't like that it's app. An app oh, I don't like that app either. <laughs> so basically it's pinging telling me all these things that my daughter, Summer's done at school. And I'm thinking to myself, part of me is happy to see what she's up to. Another part of me is not because now I have to be even more attentive on knowing what the hell is going on. So we find this out on parent-teacher interviews. You're really not allowed to go in and see the teachers a lot now. You have to email everything, which is not the way it was done when my parents were younger and I was younger. They would just go in and see the teacher. But there was this level of expectation that I was like, I have to check these posts. What's going on? I'm going to miss something. And I have dropped the ball before and missed something. I stuffed up. There was gelati day. I didn't order summer of gelati. Worst mum ever. The only kid <laughs> oh with no God. fucking gelati. Your school has gelati? It was a gelati day. It was a fundraiser. Yeah, sure. They and I stuffed up. All 28 flavors. Yeah. Posh school. Yeah, yeah, right. No, not at all. But yeah. essentially, that's what I mean. So if there is certain elements of women's personalities that are higher functioning and if they are ADHD diagnosed and whatever that looks like for them, having these kind of pressures of needing to meet that as well. So today at summer school was Fluffy Friday. I had to wear something fluffy. So what I had to think of fluffy things to put her in. I kind of like the uniform well, because hang then on. it's done. What? Fluffy raising things? money again. They're raising money. For, but with the, Why fluffy? I think it keeps you warm oh, with, with your fluff. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fluffy Friday. Fluffy friggin' Friday. So that <laughs> I'm just meaning that that is the pressure of of what we all go through. And obviously if there's more of a challenge that you have to kind of like, okay, fluffy Friday, I've got to get it all out before and things like that. There's an enormous amount of pressure. Then we're trying to keep fit and look after ourselves. Then we're trying to listen to a podcast or a read some self-help book on how to do it better. It's all too fucking much, right? Yeah. And then you don't even have the kid to remind you in our household.
0: So, you know, you might have the kid that's a bit older that goes, Oh, just remember it's fluffy sock day. And they remind you like a broken record. Yeah. My kids do not know it's fluffy sock day. And then they're like, we get there and we're like, Oh, no one knows it's fluffy sock day. We're the only people again. Yeah. So Uh. I think, you know, you lack the prompting too, because you, you're kind of all a bit similar, but I was wondering, how do you think, We could just stage a protest to all the men out there, all the partners, and just give them Fluffy Sock Day and Gelati Day. Get them. How how do we? Do we? Do we just stop cooking dinner? Like, do we just band together, go on strike, and just go? We're not logging on seesaw anymore. I've had enough
1: of that thing. Do you know what? Everyone Mm. would be too busy to rock up to the protest. (laughs) (laughs) They'd They'd forget the protest. I forgot. I had too much to do. I'm sorry. I'm really late. (laughs) Pilates starts in 30 You're minutes. Shit. Oh Shh, sh- my sh- God, sh- we wouldn't do it. <laughs> I know. Yeah, like another thing, another thing. I went away on the weekend and there it was a very busy weekend that the kids had. Like they had a, two birthday parties. Oh. There was a dance concert and I d- was in Sydney with friends. But what I did. <laughs> so you jacked the whole thing. I could have just gone, see ya. You know, and mm. left it all, left Kai to do everything. But I actually, I make, got the presents ready. I put them on in a space where he I could see that, that with a, the invitation next to it, the card and the notes on who and what and where and the time. And I d- did this whole little makeup kit for Skylar and we did a little tutorial on the makeup so he could do it. Like, I'm pretty sure if I'd just gone, can you do that for Skylar, put the makeup on her for the dance? He surely would have worked it out, right? Like it's okay. Unless like, it's red live? lipstick. That's that's true. Terrible. She could have also looked like a clown or something. <laughs> I don't know. But it would have been okay. But I think I'm not okay with it just being. Oh, that'll do. It has to be like. Well, I want it to be better than that. Does that mm. make sense? Yeah. So it's my. Really. I think our expectations are a lot different as well to what theirs are. They're kind of like, oh yeah, it's the pressure. We'll dance concert. We'll rock up. She'll be right. We'll find out where it is. Oh yeah, you know, big deal. So mm. I sometimes wonder, well, maybe I should be more like that, but then nothing will get done.
0: Yeah, and that's certainly the perfectionism too.
2: I think so. Yeah. No, yeah. not at all. It's complete perfectionism. But mm. there's a lot of dads out there that would have taken that post that I just read out then about the we're tired and we're overworked and essentially misunderstood a little bit. And, of course, we're misunderstood because men are from Mars, women are from Venus. I, I still I love that saying. I know it's a bit wah-wah, but it. It's true. The best people to understand women are women. Best people to understand men are men. And those that are willing to learn from each other, that's where you get that happy medium. But there's a lot of men out there that would get annoyed by that post going, I help out. I do my bit. I, I, you know, help my wife out by doing this sort of stuff. And, yeah, they do. But it's the mental load I and some of the get. things that we do anyway for them, like this present scenario that Tamara's just talking about. She's got everything sorted and Kai's gone, brilliant, grabbed it. And taking Skylar easy, to the party. Easy. But it's the things that we set up for ourselves, first of all, because my work's quite scattered as well. I'll often fly to, to Melbourne or going to Perth in a few weeks and I'm away for the whole weekend. So Dan, my other half, has to just get on with it. But I will do things before going, right, there's kids love the pasta, there's the pasta there, there's sauce in the freezer, <laughs> there's all the pff, It's I'm all not, organized. Yeah, but on why, a do I, why, why do I why do we do that? that?
1: They're capable exactly
0: maybe we just lower our expectations
1: I think we need to bingo
0: do we it. do it you know do we just do that and you know we see the picture of Skylar with the red lipstick and we're like oh, she looks a little bit a little bit Friday night there <laughs> Friday <laughs> night 4am a m.
1: little bit <laughs> mm, came home in a taxi did
0: we won't frame that one may you know maybe that's the expectation
1: Maybe we should because that's a brilliant moment, right? It's
2: not. It's not perfect. But how how shitty is this? You will have these exactly, and then you'll have the moment where you go, "That's not perfect." But we have to let go of some of this stuff because yeah. also we'll have the worry of another mum being at the dance comp, going, her makeup skew with her ponytail is not even put in. That poor little girl wears her mum, yeah. right? Yeah. Totally. And that's what we're fighting against. Correct. And it, so it's yeah. not just. But they're a, not
1: my friends, those people.
2: No, but it's a, and that person might've thought that and not meant to have oh. aver, like essentially downtrodden that mum, but it's a thought that's conscious. Yeah. yeah, She okay. might not have even vocalized it, but she's thought it and she's felt sorry for your child with a skew pony and Bobo the clown lipstick. Right. <laughs> so <laughs>
0: But then maybe maybe there just needs to be more of them. Maybe there's like ten kids dancing, and there's like there's five that the dads have got them ready, and there's five that haven't. You know, is
1: that is that how we change it? Great idea. It's a dad's concert, which means all the dads are in charge and let's watch that roll out. Let's just have a look and see what's happening. <laughs> Little Missy on the end just wearing her weekend clothes. She didn't yeah. even get the memo about the tutu. She get tattoo. the memo
2: because dad forgot what he was doing. That's right.
1: Oh. In her jeans trying to do the splits, which <laughs> is never good for anyone if you've tried that. Jeans and splits. Jeans and splits. Not that I can <laughs> do the splits, but bad. Bad. you do it in jeggings. you could. Yeah, <laughs> that's the reason I'm. I, you know, I can't do the splits because I'm
2: mostly wearing jeans. Only reason. That's her only excuse <laughs> why she can't do the splits. I know. Not Damn that she's it. had children. Oh, what? Well, it's a bit. You psychologically oh. down there, you're not wanting to put pressure on that oh, area. No, but
1: they didn't come out of my vagina, so it's okay. I had cesareans. Of okay, course, so, you so I have a splits. fanny issue. Mm. Yeah, Yep. Yeah. Okay, just mm-hmm. saying. Uh, How's your funny, James? So, okay,
0: <laughs> I couldn't get mine out either. So you know, I would yeah. have died in childbirth had it been not for modern medicine. Which I did hypnobirthing yes. before and said I had no need for. Then you know, right, when yeah. I was fifty hours in, I was pretty pretty grateful for modern medicine. So uh, yeah, it's always yeah, an interesting yeah. thing, childbirth, isn't it? When you go in pretty hardcore yeah. about what you want, and the universe hands you something
1: completely different. That's exactly Absolutely. right. Yeah, yeah. the sunroof, it's good.
0: I have a theory. Okay, so we're probably Sorry, not gonna out change. The sunroof. <laughs> out the sunroof. <laughs> That's what it's called. Out mummy sunroof. <laughs> <laughs> I have to tell you, I was actually on the bus. Oh, my God, why was I on a bus? That's a bit of a worry. (laughs) First of all. (laughs) I don't know. This is recently too. I'm like, why was I? Is this classic ADHD? You're on the bus. How did we get on the bus? Yeah, this is, I was on a bus. Okay, I don't know what I was doing on the bus. I was on the bus with my entire family, which is alarming to me as to why that was happening. This is like last week. I don't remember why. I was on the bus and I really need to figure out why. Anyway, I was on the bus and my kids were going through my phone and they're pretty hyperactive so I gave them my phone yeah yeah no worries anyway they bring up like birth photos right of themselves oh, mm-hmm. oh. and I was initially like oh okay this is a bit weird but I also was like oh quiet bus ride it's a good bus ride anyway not until they start handing it around like to strangers they start just giving oh, the mobile okay. phone Cute, with look. the birth pictures oh. to other people who are not interested what and I was like oh, wow, oh, wow this is this is this is one of the more out you there see, bus trips <laughs> oh okay it was at australia zoo i remember we were going from from their reception to africa it was a very short period and that's what happened uh, mean, on that trip oh, so it's beautiful
2: yeah i know that bus mm. Cute. Mm. so not your not your standard bus
0: yeah well no they've actually got standard buses at the moment because they're redoing their bus so they've got a oh, big van oh, okay, that you had the experience. yeah it was great Amazing. anyway so i digress so we can probably give up on our significant others at the moment do you think yeah. we have a shot at changing the boys that are our sons? Could,
2: could we help the future generation by doing that? Yes, yeah. yes. I truly believe, and I've, I've only said this recently to a friend of mine, I said, I think we are the generation of women, and I speak for women that are older than us and a little bit younger than us too, I just mean this time where we're at, where things are changing. And we're either excited or we're scared or we're not quite sure what to do because some of us are taking a a step forward of owning who we are or or how we stand kind of thing and basically not giving a fuck what people think. And others are a bit scared too. It's like they want to do this, this kind of like, you know. It's not just feminism, it's owning who you are. And sometimes when you dig deep in that, it's a scary thing because you're unraveling layers of what's been taught to you by your family and the people around you that's come through. It's like we've been conditioned this way, which we we have. So it is a bit of a scary time, but I I think we're the generation that started to undo it. It wasn't our mums. And if it was someone's mum, that would have been a, a rare case. We are all starting to do this. And even by just questioning where we are and who we are, because we've got enough of it thrown in our face with social media, it's giving us an opportunity to kind of go, where do I sit with this? And that's what's changing. That's what feels a bit uncomfortable at the moment with some things, but you don't get change without things being uncomfortable, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I agree, and I think social media is really changing too, which is why I'm probably drawn to your podcast because I think those days are going. They they are going. They are gone. That's well, they're gone I mean. me. I'm just not interested. Yeah. But but I think there's a group of women, and you would be certainly one of the f- first smoothers, in my humble personal opinion, that, that have done this openly on social media, where I just unfollow the perfect teacup, the perfect kids. It's not relevant. I don't even want to see it, yeah. and. I just go back to the podcast that show it what, it what it really is. I love your Wednesday posts that you do
2: too. Can you tell us a bit more about them? I literally, I seen a few memes because they always talk about video being something a bit more like that everyone's watching. And I kept seeing these different types of posts coming up and I thought, what better way to get us through the week than to laugh? Because I always feel better about having a bit of a giggle on something. And I think when we look at social media, it's exactly what you just said. How do you feel when you come off? Or ask yourself an honest question. Do you feel inferior? Do you feel like you're not good enough? Do you feel like you need to change? You're trying to morph into soldiers? If you've got any of those feelings, unfollow a page or mute mm. it. If you don't want to unfollow a friend that does things like that because you're worried about it being causing friction, just mute it because there's no need to feel shit with anything. Social media should be a learning experience or something fun. that makes you feel fun. Exactly. Yeah. So the Wet Yourself Wednesdays are basically a collection of about five memes designed we, yeah, to make you laugh. That we find in That's the week. It. That make us laugh, really. That make we laugh. We're just like,
1: ha, you know, when you see something, you're like, yes, so good. So we put them That's together. all it is, yeah. With some totally. silly-ass music. Stuff that resonates with you, really, that we see, that we think people who are probably similar to us, our listeners, would yeah. like as
2: well. So All we try and do is make women and some brave men laugh along with us, because we're pissing our pants. So you should be too. You kind of mm. want to join it in. Sit around the table, have a big cheese platter, and just just giggle. It actually lets some air out the tires. It's mm. the best feeling. That's all we try and do. Yeah,
0: and it's a lot of boredom in in my mind, especially for women with ADHD, because a lot of us are quite hyperactive. We don't show it physically, but we have hyperactive brains, right? We talk fast. I have to try and slow myself down all the time. And my brain is super quick. And, you know, there's nothing more boring than playing a board game with your kids. I will just call it out. It's oh, horrible.
1: Monopoly. It's horrible. Do you love it? Burn that thing. <laughs>
0: Burn it. Oh my God. It's like so bad. I, I struggle to even pay Uno or anything. So for me to get down and play Magnetic Blocks or something, like I, I'm really, I need music playing. I need a podcast on my ER because it is like, I just want to run because I'm so bored. We so that. I think the uh, mum posts on the Wednesdays are good for a laugh because sometimes you don't have a lot of stimulation. You know, you're just at home with the kids. So it's what like- do you
1: play, Jane, with your kids then? What do you do that you, you feel like, you know, you can do with your kids that you find entertaining? Not much, if I'm honest.
0: We talked about this recently on another episode where we a guest and I were talking about how when you have ADHD and your kids have ADHD, which often we do, Most of the sitting down activities are really hard. So if you think about having a lack of impulse control in kids, right, everyone wants to talk, no one can wait their turn, it's mayhem and no one can emotionally regulate, including yourself. So everyone flies off the handle, runs away screaming, everyone's yelling and then you're just like, oh, I've got to put my earplugs in because I can't handle the noise. It's a nightmare. So for me, I've pretty much shelved most things that aren't outdoors purely for noise. And we try and do things that involve moving your body because they are a lot more calm. So for example, my favorite activity would be boogie boarding by far or surfing at the beach. Fun. What energy always coming hard out, to, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Bike ride, walking, anything with movement or even um, dancing. My kids have started this school and I'm not particularly Christian, but they love the Christian music channel. That was confronting to me initially because I'm not we're not hardcore Christian, but we have the Christian YouTube channel, and you know what? That mellows the kids out. I'm all about the Christian music now. Whatever works, whatever
1: works. Jesus, do it. (laughs) It's got such
0: positive messages. I'm like really into
2: it now. It's a lot better than some of the other crap. Yeah,
0: yeah. You know, dancing and putting the music on with some positive messages, whatever they are, I think can be really helpful. Definitely because there is that pressure. Well, I don't see it on social media. I don't follow that stuff. But some people would see that pressure to sit down, to be present every moment. It's not possible for me. I don't know about you ladies.
2: We don't sometimes realise the that- detriment that social media can have to us if we're following the pages that aren't right we might not even realize we're subconsciously having those thoughts and feelings towards some of the things we're seeing and then it sows itself deep one under the other one on top of the other that kind of thing and it's just not a it is just not viable for us to sustain that level of self-talk that we're not even realizing we're having that's why you've obviously done this and Tamara and I do it only follow the pages that really make us Either laugh or learn something. Simple as that. Mm-hmm. You know.
1: But go- so. going back to dancing, though, mm. oh, we do dancing on a Friday night, and tonight is dancing night, as in we do Friday night party night, which does consist of dancing. My mm-hmm. husband likes to buy lots of expensive lights and stuff and set up our house like it's a freaking disco. Like we have these lights flashing, and yeah, we, we do the what dancing. What do you do? What do you do? That's what I dance. You just dance? Put on some Britney, and we dance, and That's then we nice. watch a movie.
2: That's good. And have a platter. Yeah. See, I would prefer doing something like that than sitting down and playing Barbies with summer because (laughs) Uh, I said to Dan the other day, I feel so bad I don't want to play with her. And it's not like that. I do. I want to be around my daughter. I want to be near her and around her, but I don't want to sit and, and make believe do Barbie things. Is it because our minds are so different and have evolved? What is it? But I just can't sit there and play Barbies. No one can play Barbies. Mm,
0: good glad well no one listening to this podcast are going to be playing barbies i don't think i could be wrong there could be some hardcore passion barbie people here i think most people listening will struggle to sit down and play or they'll struggle to have kids that will want to sit down and play too yeah 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 but you never know i could be wrong i could be wrong there might be some hardcore barbies
2: if i don't have adhd (laughs) let's say that i don't because i'm not aware that i that I might even have tendencies to have ADHD. However, I don't like that either. So I think it's about putting down those barriers between a mum with ADHD and a mum without ADHD. We both don't want to do those things. Correct. There's some crossover. Plenty of crossover.
0: Yeah, as there should be because, you know, if we're trying to build a more inclusive world, Mm -hmm. then, you know, we also want to be aware of how similar we are, not just differences. We, yeah. If you, you know, if you point out all the differences in someone, then you're going to feel really different. Whereas there's a lot of similarities as well. Tell me, do you ladies have traditional roles in your house in terms of working, mum life? Like, do you do you have like the same setups with your hubbies or partners?
1: Yeah, like well, sort of. Mine's a bit mishmash because I sort of do things here and there because I work for myself. So but i do I, uh, yeah it is a little it li- is a little bit around the house like he does mm. all the outdoor stuff i do all the inside stuff i do all the kids things and the party related but i think it was me who started that i was having this conversation the other day where i was thinking well, who started that who was the first person mm. that downloaded the app that you know for the school so that you get the information like why why did i take that on is it because i picked up the form in the first place because that's the kind of person i want to know yeah and my husband you know, he's our security. He earns more than I do. So he's like the the breadwinner, technically speaking. So, yeah, it is, I guess it is very traditional in, in that regard. But he does a lot of everything
2: else too. Yeah, I don't know. I'm actually the you? exact same as you. Yeah, Literally a carbon copy yeah. because Tamara and I work individually but also together, business partners. But with my scenario, it's exactly the same. Dan is the main breadwinner. So I do a lot of that, all other stuff. But when I'm work, but I'm working too, and so is Tamara. And quite a like a, it Mm. takes a hell of a lot of time. But when we do things like tours and shows, then Dan is all they've got because I'm not home or I'm not in the state, same as Tamara. So Kai and Dan have to do all those kind of things. We might do some of the backlog of tasks, but you can't do them all if you're away for a few days at a time.
1: Mm.
2: Well, you shouldn't have to feel you have to. Some some women would. Set everything up, and th- and that's a lot of pressure. But mm. I'm literally the exact same as you. When we're home, we're doing all the insidey jobs; they're doing the outside stuff, like cleaning the gutters. I'm five foot two; I can't get up that high. You <laughs> could if you needed
1: to. Oh, we but should, it's yeah, funny—all the like uh, yes. single mum friends that I have who are, say recently divorced, finding themselves doing all these things. Yeah, but they like have box. to do it. Like I'm mowing the lawn. Of course, we can all do those things. But if you've got two people to do them Mm. you don't have to do everything like let's split it up it makes sense that you're the you're tall or stronger physically that you can
2: do that job you know and that kind of it's always ends up that way doesn't it I think it's about communication because every partnership is different so I watched this video that Brene Brown was in and basically she said marriage and a relationship these days is not 50 50 that is a crock of bullshit basically that you can't expect there to be 50-50. Some days you're going to be at 10% and some days your husband's going to be at 80%. He's got to know that. So when Dan walks in the house now, and I actually only did it last night, and I'll tell you what, it diffused an argument. So I said, he'd got up this morning at 4am, made a whole lot of noise and got the red (laughs) eye flight to Melbourne. He dropped his phone. He made noise with the cereal in the bowl. Then there was the dirt at it, banging and crashing. I was going to kill him. Anyway, he left. And then I'm also up at 4 a.m. Then there's a street sweeper. Then one of the kids comes in your bed. So you've been up since 4. Dreadful. You've got to tackle the day. Street sweeper. Oh, it was something like, I'm like, shut up. And then it comes back to do the other side of the road. An hour later. The street sweepers came in. Yeah, they did. As well as the chimney sweeps. (laughs) What is this? 1925. It was a whole lot of fucking noise is what it was. Let's Uh, sum that shit up. Yeah. Yeah. So when he came in, he was like, I've been in Melbourne all day. I'm tired, all this sort of stuff. And he got annoyed at me for one little thing. And I thought to myself, I and probably operating at a little bit better position than what he is. And I just said to him, what percent are you on? And he said, I'm at about 3%. And I said, well, I'm at about 25. So at least we understand that we're both crumbling a bit. Let's just try and just take a deep breath. And I think previously, before I'd seen that, that what Brene Brown put out there about acknowledging where you're at, I would have probably had an argument with Dan. No shadow of a doubt, because we both would have been stressed and taken it out on each other. You know, you can mm. laugh in the face of it later, but at the time you're frustrated. So I think for each partnership is different, meaning that when Tamara and I aren't there, Dan and Kai have to do everything. There's plenty of households where the mum doesn't travel and the dad is the main breadwinner and she's doing it all the time. The husband needs to know those kind of things. It's, a, it's communication. That is the only way I think you can-
1: In any relationship. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. So I think acknowledging those percents on where you're at, it sounds a little bit- like, oh, it's another thing I have to do, but trust me, it's helped me on a few occasions now to for Dan to get where I'm at and for me to get where he's at. And I just said to him, like, you know when they say what's wrong with you and you actually can't say it, that time you said you wrote it down, yeah, all the things did. that you've had do. to do during the day and they wonder why you fly off the handle. It's because – And it's you, a boring list. It's a boring-ass
1: list. Yeah. That's why we don't talk about it. We don't want to talk about it. we just got to do it. Let's get it done you know, Mm. but when you add it all up, it is exhausting. So I can't imagine, Jane, for you, how exhausting you feel on a daily basis. Is it exhausting? It is beyond exhausting, if I'm honest.
0: Yeah, it, it is like, you know, the amount of therapies when you add in therapies, multiple kids. I mean, people talk about after school activities. That's if your poor child gets to have any fun because you haven't therapied the absolute crap out of them. I think there's a lot of pressure on parents to do early intervention at the moment my kids are all under seven so between zero and seven the brain's still developing so there is high pressure on the parents right when their kids get diagnosed to do a lot of interventions and yes there's evidence to say that that has a heavy impact on their likelihood to succeed in life so you know let's just give someone a really shock diagnosis possibly you know and then just really add a heap of pressure on them as well in a really emotionally exhausting time. So I, I'm right in the middle of that at the moment and it's pretty tough. I've only done five hours this morning with the NDIS and advocates and trying to get all of the, the, the stuff that you kids need together. That's exhausting. Mm. I think I think though for what helps me and I do a lot of this stuff myself and it's probably for me a couple of things help I know I went to a marriage counselor a couple of years ago, and when he he said to me, When you divide up the duties, so let's just say you go, I have too much on. My partner, you, you must take something, and you look at your list, right? And you're thinking, What can I give? Partner. You should always give something that doesn't impact your children. So if you know you're then going to be over their shoulder, breathing down the neck, stressing about it, probably not a good thing to give. You want to give like a whole project in its entirety, like shopping washing something that doesn't impact you you're just outcome driven like I don't care how you how you do it but I need to the kids need to have their uniform every day for school clean whatever you do until that I'm not controlling that you you do you the kids need to have a clean uniform though that's my rock bottom of and and then allow them to do anything in whatever way works for them and keep Out of it, which is hard. Yeah. So for me, that has helped. I also read something. I love those posts by divorce lawyers. They have the best advice, and some of them are funny, but some of them are really good too. And it said to it's. I read one the other day, right when I was kind of a bit upset with my husband. Actually, it said, "Look at the intention behind it, and don't keep score." Mm. So. For me, I'm very lucky my husband has got great intentions. He's always got the best intentions. He's not one of those people that is out to get me. You know, he's really not. So when you have to look at it, I know that he's probably not got something somewhere or I've not communicated or he's not picked it up or I need to be clearer. It's never a malicious intent. Yeah. So if you strip it back, we had this big fight once when we were on holidays about a babysitter because I got really overly zealous. Now my intention was because I wanted to have a really good date night out because it was our one time to hang out together. And he took it so badly that we ended up not speaking this entire date night. And we realized afterwards at the end, after enough wine, that actually our intention, my intention was to have a good date night. Yeah. Yeah. And his intention was the same, but yet we ruined the date night by having this argument when our intentions were the same, we should have just not worried about it. So I think The intention's important for me with the mental load. And also you can't keep score. You just can't. There's always going to be someone that's never going to win and it's probably both of you if you end up divorced. Oh,
1: my Mm. goodness. You're right. And going back to that whole giving over a project, I think we sometimes feel, well, I know I do, it's the guilt of not doing that. Now I'm giving you more stuff on top of everything else you're doing. And you, you know, say sorry a hundred times. Sorry.
2: Yeah, sorry. Sorry I've done that. But sorry, I get sorry, a lot sorry. of the guilt.
1: Like, oh, look at me fanning about with a podcast. You know, look like. At you in Sydney with your friends. It's too much. It's fun. How can it be fun? It's meant to be serious mm. so that, you know, you can come away. It's almost like if you come home going, oh, that was hard work earning the money, it was tough, it was, you know, whoa. Then you, you're you entitled to not have to do some
2: things. Is Exactly, because Whereas, it's then work. It, con- it falls Yeah, in the I can't it have work. fun.
1: and Oh, it was the great day. We had a great interview, you know, with Jane and woo, fun times. And then, you know, I'm just going to hand over the it. washing to you. you know? <laughs> He's like, hang on a minute. But I think that's unfair. We're being very unfair to ourselves. I think we all do it. We're like chastising Absolutely. ourselves, you know, for... Yeah, and so we try and do everything. I'll just do everything. It's okay. We're very apologetic, I think, a lot of the time. I think that it's going to take time for that. To- do you know what
2: else? I read something. No, I didn't read it. I heard something recently. Did you? Yeah, I did. Wow. And I'm like, Whoa. wow. Like Brene Brown's quotes. I was like, write that down. I'm going to write this one down too because I will forget it. Um, mm-hmm. Gabor Mate is a physician and just an all-round. Oh, you love I- Gabor. Yeah, I do. So this is all Gabor. I've heard about for the last two weeks. Gabor. Gabor. Love Gabor. Love Gabor. <laughs> love Gabor. Gabor's about late 60s and are just a wise man. Are you hot for Gabor? No, I'm not. I feel like she's I'm not being hot, hot for Gabor. I'm not hot for Gabor. I'm not a fan of older men like that. Sorry. <laughs> ageist. But anyway, I, I can be ageist. Tell us about Gabor. Sorry. Prefer to be a cougar. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> he said that when you're freaking the fuck out about something or you're depressed or anxious about something, there's often a reason why. So he said in your mind either out loud or in your mind whatever you're comfortable with ask yourself why is that happening now depression is what it is anxiety is what it is we know kind of how that feels and and that it's not great for us let's be honest but he's asking about what's behind it asking yourself like are you saying if that if you're feeling anxious but you don't know why yeah so the, so, so when he, you suddenly feel anxious and you're like why am i feeling anxious he's trying to get you to think about the reason that the anxiety is being caused so is it because you've got a fear of abandonment is it because you know you're you're going through a very difficult time in your work life or your marriage and and it's triggering depression depression can be something that probably all of us go through at one point or another. Sometimes you're having a low point. Sometimes you're having high points. Sometimes you're plateauing right in the middle, but we have ups and downs. That's life. It's ebbs and flows. When the pendulum springs one way of it being shit, it's going to go good in your next phase. It just is. That's the way the universe works. However, what he was trying to say is stepping out and looking at it almost from another angle saying, why is this triggering me? Yeah, the trigger is what you're talking about.
1: What's triggering that anxiety? And
2: often there's a reason for that and whether it is in something that's been conditioned from childhood, let's say abandonment, whether you were bullied, whether you were made fun of in the office for saying something silly and outrageous or told you were too hyperactive, let's say having ADHD, and then someone, just a a mum in a schoolyard says something Not even like that, but just it could trigger you, taking you back to how shit you felt in that moment. Do you know what I mean? So the advice for him that he gave was taking yourself out of that situation, saying, "Okay, there is depression here, but I'm just asking myself, what is it? What's coming up for me? What's being highlighted?" And I thought, "Yeah, why am I yelling at my kids? Am I am I fed up with my husband? Am I fed up with my friends? Am I fed up with the workload?" Am I am I misunderstood? Asking yourself those questions is a big help because it won't necessarily solve it for you in that moment, but it's going to take the pressure off. It's going to let let the air out a bit. So I thought that was great, and I wrote it down. Very good, Gabor. Thank you, Gabor, who I don't want to, who I don't think's hot. Don't want to bang him. That was actually awesome. I'll have to I have to look him up. I'll send you it, and then you can. He's very hot,
1: isn't he? (laughs) It's quite the spicy. Spicy cad, isn't he? I love G-A-B-O-R. it. G a b o r.
2: Really, he doesn't to, to sound any, to hot. Every, Gabor is not. It was not. Uh, ignore Tamara. Yeah. Unless you, unless you love older men, you might like Gabor. But he, I think he, he is a wise old owl. That's what I'm going to call him. How
1: old is he? Sixty?
2: No, oh, you said sixty. I'm going to look old. him up. Anyway, sorry, Gabor. Gabor. Look up Gabor. G a b o r. M a t and a little accent e. But it was just a very wise thing. He is he's he's an author and a physician and just the way in which and he's, he speaks from a person who has battled depression and anxiety for most of his life. And he's got abandonment issues. And he says, whenever I'm having those moments of really low or whatever, I ask myself, why is this coming up for me? You don't have to, you can almost be your own counselor or, you know, therapist, if you will, because you're just literally asking where it's coming from. And we're smarter than probably we give ourselves credit for because most of us are going to know at least where that's coming from. If your kids are running around screaming and you've just lost your shit at them because that's your outburst, there's a reason why you reacted like that in that moment. And it is probably because you're overworked, you're fed up, you're misunderstood. Are you trying to find a new career path? Are you trying to find out who you are as an individual? Those sort of things. It comes from somewhere always. Always. So yes, look up hot Gabor. Oh, I love that! And everyone's going to look him up and go, "What are they talking about?"
0: So no one wants to talk about self care, and I hate talking about self care. Right? The
1: word but- is, it itself is a little bit triggering, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Self care. Hashtag self care. It just sucks.
0: If no one wants to hear about self care, I actually noticed someone the other day, and it really pissed me off actually I don't usually follow this person on social media it must have popped up I don't know but they like had one kid who was a baby it was a newborn she just had it she had all this family support and she was just killing it right she's beautiful
2: and um, she looked so good in those afterbirth photos, didn't she? Whoever this was.
0: Oh, of course she did. Yeah, I'd love to say it was. Anyway, she she's oh, my cup is so full because she'd had a massage. Oh and I thought to myself, <laughs> mate, if you gave me a massage, that wouldn't even touch the sides of what I need. Like, if your life is so good that one massage is going to fill your cup, your cup's already full, mate. Yeah. Like you don't even know what stress is. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, look, I don't know. That might be just her brand. I don't get it. I don't know what goes on for her. But I do think that a massage or saying to a mum, go out and have a facial is like giving a drop of water to someone who's dehydrated in the desert, right? Like that doesn't touch the
1: sides. They come back and realize I need a lot more than that. And you're right. That's quite dangerous when, you know, if it is someone's brand and that's what they're selling and it's not actually the reality of it. Because you are holding these expectations yeah. since person you're seeing that. You're like, oh, oh, Jesus, I must be troubled if I if that's not going to solve my issues. Clearly, she's fine. Like you said, her cup's
2: full. It's probably not and true. She's probably this is exactly what I'm saying. like all of us. The stuff you haven't realized you're saying to yourself in this yeah. moment. But it's not helpful. It's, it's not, not helpful. helpful for anyone. Like put the freaking the, re- the
1: real photo up of, you know, like I had a massage. Yeah, now I want to cry and I feel a bit sick and I'm going to get on with my day, <laughs> yeah. uh, which is still a bit shit, you know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Just
0: Brilliant. terrifying. But, yes, self, self-care is something that we need to really like role model, right, for our kids, but it's so difficult to do. Having ADHD I think is a step further because you just, I'm so hyperactive, I can't sit down. Self-care is probably more of an exercise for me. Probably like riding a bike or, you know, going for a walk on the beach is a bit more. And that's self-care for everybody. But, you know, sitting down doing nothing, which I was told to do for years by a psychologist before I was diagnosed was, why don't you just sit down for five minutes? Now, it's like failing, like you're failing at therapy, like, wow, this is really hard. I can't do
2: this. People like that make me think I'm in the wrong workload (laughs) (laughs) because I think to myself, what the hell do you get paid to sit down and just give me advice to go, well, you need to sit down more. It's a bit, I went and had my shoulder looked at recently and the guy just went, oh yeah, well, you know, yeah, I think this is what's wrong with it. I'm not sure. Anyway, sent me off for an MRI that costs ridiculous amount of money and then came back and he's like, oh, it wasn't what I thought it was. I'm like, what am I doing in the career path that I've chosen You know what I mean? There's a hell of a lot of money to give off crappy advice is what I'm trying to say
1: Mm.
2: and not helpful. But you know what the problem is as well is when there's so much, let's say zero self-belief in some of these women that they buy into that bullshit of going, that must be that woman's perfect life. And that's the thing. It's really great that you were able to see that and go, That's not realistic and it doesn't fill my goddamn cup. So I'm going to then disconnect from that. There's so many women out there that that would just punish and they'd allow it to punish them. That's the danger. Mm -hmm. I also think that's interesting.
1: You say like failing at therapy. That's a big one because you I've had hypnotherapy, right? And it took me a bloody 40 minutes just to relax and because I'm like, am I doing it right? Like he's like, and pretend you're looking at this and visualize that and put your hand here and I'm going to touch your hand. And then when I say this, lift your left finger. I'm like, ah, 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 so many instructions, so many instructions. Am I going <laughs> to do it right? I'm going to do it right. Like I was more, I was so, I actually got anxious in the relaxation. And he's like, okay, we'll try something different. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake, just sedate me maybe and then <laughs> get into my brain because this is not. I'm so worried about being getting it right, right? And he, correct. I think, it also came from a place of him being a, in a place of authority. Yeah, he must be smarter than me. The Maharaja, knows, yes. Oh, all hail hypnotherapist! You crazy, yeah, magic man. But yeah, I know what you mean. That whole I'm I'm failing at this. So what the fu- What What do I do? Where do I go from here? Mm. If I can't do that simple thing that they're telling me
2: is going to help me, right? correct? What do you go from there? I failed at hypnotherapy too. Yes. I walked out of there and went, this is crap. Crap. So, yeah, that's it.
0: Do you think it's just because we're on all the time? Like when you have a newborn and a toddler, you just get used to being on and then you're just on permanently and you can never turn off. Do you think that's what it is?
1: Yeah, I think you know what, when meditation, I think something, <laughs> which again, I hate that word, meditation. It's right up there with self care and the word motherhood. <laughs> so hard this, to do. They go, it only yeah. takes you five minutes. But and I go, I haven't centered myself. I'm, I can't time. believe I'm going to say this, but though you do need to practice it. Like yes. once you do, you can work it out. But no one, I think we give up before we've begun. Like we're already, oh, fuck this. I've done it once or twice. This is too hard. True. I don't have time. But it, you know what? It does, it does work if you keep going with it you yeah. do
2: try to do it yeah you're right? actually spot on because yeah. the self care mm-hmm. filling cup scenario we i think acknowledging the fact that it is only going to take the the cream off the top knowing that there's a whole lot more of that doing it regularly and little things that suit you. Some people go, I don't want a massage. I don't want to be touched. I'm sick of being touched. (laughs) Everyone's, my husband wants sex. My kids are all over me. I want to just be alone as an example. Right. So that might not be her thing. So I think it's little things that are, that are in your makeup, not trying to go when someone goes, just watch the water. I don't want to watch the fucking water. Something like that. It's doing something for you regularly at different points that, that basically allow you to let some air out your toes because you're never going to achieve it in one sitting like the massage. No. Or like when you're… But it is practice. Partner tells you, look, why don't you just go out and go for a
1: walk? Or why don't you go and do it at, at a certain time when you don't, it's not your t- your time of choice? Yes. Do you know what they're like "Go oh I don't feel like doing that now. <laughs> I don't want to go do that. I don't want a <laughs> massage. I don't want to. I think that's… That's like usually when
0: you're arguing though, isn't it? That's my husband When you're like, right, well, when I'm really angry and he'll be like, you should go for a walk. I don't want
1: to fucking walk. <laughs> I want to punch you in the face. <laughs> I don't want to walk. Don't you tell me when I'm going to fucking yeah. take a walk. I want you to pick up your towel, <laughs> mate. Yes. <laughs>
0: don't take me <laughs> to take a walk. You
1: take you a walk. You think they're reverse you know, psychology. Like, they're reverse psychology us. us. Oh. You sit down and have a glass of wine. I'll make dinner. And you're like, no, I'm fucking making dinner. <laughs> Oh, I want to make dinner for everyone. Don't worry, honey, I'll make the beds. You just know. I will make the dinner and then I'll make the beds. <laughs> and they're like, sweet. Oh, I do that too because I get real
0: victim. Like, don't worry, oh. I'll just do everything. And then I like go and do oh. tasks that I would never have done. Yes,
1: You know, like spin out the oven. It becomes like, oh, I'll do that too. Because you just
2: get it so victim. It's very passive aggressive.
1: It's so passive aggressive.
2: And you want them to see you doing it, hands and knees scrubbing. Sorry for me. <laughs>
1: I'm getting better. I'm having to train myself out of it. So
2: So what we suggest you do is next time you want to go on your hands and knees and clean the oven, whistle while you're doing it, real aggressive. So he knows that you're really yeah. jarred off. <laughs> so for anyone that doesn't know, this episode we did called The Argument. Oh, <laughs> I loved it. If you want to laugh, just listen to it. Thank you. Appreciate that. But yes, your husband angry whistles around yeah, the house and it shits tomorrow. Off. I'm totally fine.
1: <laughs> Mike, like there's a fucking whistle again sometimes if he's just whistling for fun then he gets in trouble and i feel bad i'm like oh i speak whistle yeah i speak whistle that's not a. Fucking oh, that's so birthday.
0: painful i i so identified with that episode when you were like you just get angry about nothing yeah. but then i actually thought what you said as well about when you've when you're together as a team and you've got a common enemy there's nothing that unites a team more than a yeah. common, a common or, enemy yeah. nothing yeah but then, when the common enemy isn't there, you just turn on each other. Like after a weekend, you're like, "Oh, okay. Well, now we just we got nothing else to do. We're just gonna pick on each other. Let's tear each other apart." But I don't know if it's like a boredom thing. because You're like, "I have something has to happen.
2: This is so boring yeah. all weekend. Oh, so- <laughs> something has to <laughs> but happen." But and this is the thing, Jane. I don't think we're gonna solve this stuff overnight. But I think acknowledging that whether you are an ADHD mum or a non ADHD mum we are all in this cauldron of shit. We do the same goddamn thing. We angry whistle, we clean things. We want sympathy. We get annoyed at our husbands. We can't relax during hypnotherapy. Mm. We don't want to go for a walk. We don't want to play Barbies. Same, 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 human condition.
1: I think we just need to accept, you know, some days you want to be subpar. I think I just put a thing up on socials about that. I could just, today I'm not my best. I'm not good enough today. And that's, that's okay. That's okay That's with me. okay,
2: okay, guys? It's okay.
1: <laughs> but it's true. It's,
0: it's true. So we haven't quite solved the problem today of mental load. I thought Sorry. we were going to. I oh. thought, oh, look, we'll get these guys on. They're just going to have the answer. But, you know, Communication
2: it's- Communication with your partner is a big part of it, isn't it? <laughs> That's a big thing. Yeah, you to communicate. Don't it, be passive-aggressive, essentially. Oh, I do like it. It's my default. <laughs> See, you
1: got to not. Yeah, communi- yeah it's, I mean, it's like everything. It's communication. But it, I know, but we all default. It's hard to change, you know, these habits. You've got to make new habits for yourself, I, I suspect. We've got to – you know how we tend to – this is one thing that I guess kind of started to ride me a little bit lately. Like, you know how we're like – there's this whole wine culture of having oh, just have a wine, and there's little memes about well, you got to have your friend and have wine. Screw you guys, mummy's having a wine. Like it's this mm. big culture that we're, and I wonder if that's in and in of itself not very helpful as well. You know, like it's yeah. I, I get it, and we I do it too. But I'm like mm, – It half the time wanna... passes
2: off the problem.
1: Yeah. Like I'm. it's not really – it's just sort of putting a Band-Aid on it. We like to, you know, be funny and be relatable with each other and say we're all doing these shit things but I don't want to fix it because we're all shit together, guys. Like how great is this? We can all just be shit. Yeah. Without trying to at least better ourselves, you know, in some way. And
2: I, I think we'll get there and, yeah. the, and it is something that is definitely not going to be done overnight but it, acknowledging is the first step talking about something with with the ones that understand you, if you don't feel your husband understands you because he's just on a different wavelength, then that's when you talk to your friends or your mum or someone else, because that's where I find I get the, the best therapy is finding out I'm not crazy. I'm not losing my marbles completely because Tamara is over here scrambling with her marbles too. And so are you, Jane. So that's the kind of thing where we're finding that you're almost united by the chaos and you feel a little bit better about it. So whether you want to say that stupid word like hashtag self-care, letting air out the tires, <laughs> it's that same kind of thing. It's taking the pressure off, but it takes work and it takes reminding yourself that that doesn't matter. Yeah. That does not matter. And letting the reins go and go, oh, fuck, what's going to happen? Well, wait and see. There's the excitement of life, the rich tapestry that is the life of a mum, you
0: know. (laughs) Rich tapestry, that is some great wording. I love that. You know what? I love what you're saying there because, you know, we have a real opportunity to help each other because if, you know, for example, your kid needs something for school, Mm. maybe you send an extra one for the kid that doesn't have it. 100%. Or, you know what I mean? Like there's a way that we can help each other. Yeah. And Mm. we can, this is all in our hands, we can change the way that motherhood is viewed There's no one, I don't think, that works harder than part-time mums, like part-time working mums. I don't think that gets much harder than that. It really doesn't because you're supporting the breadwinner possibly. You're supporting then another person who's an adult to then win the bread Mm. because you have to be supportive or society says we should be supportive. You've also got kids and you're also maintaining work. where I think as mums we have to work harder to be seen in the workforce, even if you're doing the same job, if not better. Mm -hmm. yeah. Because who's taking care of the kids when they're sick? You then have to work harder. The load gets higher. The pressure is higher. And, yeah, I think you guys are right. Communication is key. I do want to give the Gottman method a bit of a plug. Gottman, I'll put it in the episode notes. If you're listening to this, you're thinking, I really don't think my husband's on the same page, what can we do? I recommend going on Gottman method there is lots of practitioners all around Australia. They are awesome. I think what they do is amazing. So Gottman Method is very much along the lines of what we're talking about with open communication, opening the lines, asking for what you need in a way that doesn't create your partner to become defensive.
2: Well, that's exactly right. And you know what? They are different to you. They they are different to us. They are a different species, but also We had a chat with a married lesbian who came on the podcast. She's a footballer and she said, it doesn't actually really matter so much whether I'm with a woman or a man, it's because we're two different people and that is part of it as well. So someone as your spouse is going, so let's say Tamara and I are married and in a relationship, we are together at a different Form of what I am with my friends It'd be terrible. Even where two, yeah, we would be so passive aggressive. It's not funny, but you know what I'm trying to say. When you're in a relationship with someone as your spouse, if it is a man or a woman, it is still that other person who shares with you the different depths that your friends don't because they don't live with you. As a start, right? So it's literally about every and you can't use a carbon copy for every relationship. You just cannot because it's made up of different ways. So the first step is acknowledging that your partner is not like you. You're unique in yourself and they're unique, but there are your common areas that drew you together in the first place. And sometimes people grow apart, and that's absolutely fine. But if there's still there that you want to savor or work on or build stronger, then you find those common bits that that do unite you together. But acknowledging that you are completely different people, first of all, helps. Yeah, I love that. Do you think Gottman and Gabor are mates? Definitely. They go to the pub and have a beer and discuss stuff. I really like Gabor Maté, but I don't find him sexually attractive and I'm wondering why you do. I haven't even seen a photo of him. (laughs) I'm going to Google
1: him in a minute. Google him up. Get on Insta. Can't believe no one's Googled him yet. I know. (laughs) Look,
0: I just want to thank you ladies for coming in. Oh, look, we've had an absolute ball. I just think it's been such a laugh. I love some good fun. I love what you ladies do and I'm so respectful of people who put themselves out there as fun mums who are having a laugh and you don't get it right all the all the time, neither do I, and that's why I find your podcast and page so inspiring and so relatable.
2: Thank you so much, Thanks, Jane. Jane.
0: So thank you for what you do because I think you're one of the first movers in the area by far, I've, I thought.
2: Oh, brilliant. That means more than, you know, so appreciated, I didn't realise we were progressive. This is great.
1: So modern. <laughs> Very Show right. up now. That's a nice word. Chanel's got a picture just so want you, want need see? you need to see. Please. <laughs> Oh wow, that's, that's not what I expected Me either. We want <laughs> to have sex with him tomorrow. My, he said he was sixty. He is two hundred and three. That man, I can't believe he I- has been he has been dug out of the grave. He hasn't aged well. That's why he knows he is wise beyond his like wise. Because he's 203. Because he's freaking mummified. I'm going to go put on sun cream ah. Jesus,
0: I know. right now. Doesn't it make you because feel I'm like thinking he has never worn sun cream, that guy.
1: I feel like maybe we can send him like a tub of retinol. Retinol. <laughs> just send it to him and say, we love what you do, but for, the, for fuck's sake, put something on <laughs> can your face. I just do like it? a bag.
2: <laughs> a bag of
1: more. <gasps> Come cut- on. Oh, no, I can't. Cut
2: shut up, out. you. <laughs> You're not cutting it out. He might. <laughs> Anyway, listen. Oh, my God. Anyone that's listening right now, get your phone and Google Gabor Mate, and then you may find him attractive. You may not, but who cares? He's, Actually, he's show wise. Me again. As Actually, he's a little bit sexy. I
1: can <laughs> see he would have been sexy at one point. Tamara finds men that are 203 years old very sexy. He's not as sexy as a bag of crepe paper. Oh, <laughs> no,
0: <laughs> Man, look, there's some sexiness in there. Well, he's got to be wise yeah, because, very. you know, he's obviously got a great brain, and he's just that's that's why people look him wise up Wise looking cheek,
1: cheekbones very like very wise yeah. cheekbones yeah. <laughs> the, the hollow wow. anyway oh my goodness sorry well
0: thank you so ladies so much I have had such a good laugh and I just
2: love what you ladies do so thank you for your time I really appreciate it thank, thank you Jay. Jane thank you and all to the ADHD mums as well big shout out what legends whoop.